Lecture 9. The Wanderings Begin, the Story of Abram. The book of Genesis can be divided into two parts, the creation narratives and the ancestral narratives. Chapter 12 marks the divide between the two sections. Here we begin another kind of story, the story of a man and his descendants. It is the story of a human being who is searching for a land. Abram's relationship with the land is a physical manifestation and expression of his relationship with God. If he is faithful, he will be given a land of plenty, but he must wander the land first and rely only on God. He must trust God in order to find this land of plenty. It is as if his relationship with the land is a reflection of his relationship with God. If he is faithful to God, he will find a land of promise and plenty. If he is disobedient, he will wander in desert lands. How is our relationship with God reflected in our relationship with the earth? Or is it, and has it always been, a Trinitarian relationship of love and creativity? At its essence, isn't it just the three of us? God, humanity, and the planet with its creatures? The name Abram means the father is exalted. Later, God will change his name to Abraham, which means the father of many nations. Abram is living in Ur of the Chaldeans, which was an ancient city in Mesopotamia, and God calls to him from the city and commands him to leave it. God commands Abram to walk out into the desert to a land that God will show him. It is the ultimate act of faith to move out of everything familiar, a place where your needs are met, into an unknown land with only a promise from God. The essence of faith, as St. Paul will later discuss in his letters to the churches, means giving up the things that we know and allowing God to lead us on a journey into the unknown. Abram's faith in God led him to leave his comfort behind and move into the desert, into a barren land in search of something new, something different. To follow God is to fundamentally not know where you are going. It is to take the position of a listener as opposed to the one who makes decisions. It is to admit that we are not God and we need God to guide us. And always the first step is to trust, to leave the known and ultimately to be afraid. Abram will become the father of all monotheistic faiths, the one who first learned to trust in God. Abram doesn't speak at all in the first few chapters. He simply obeys. And the promise that God makes to Abram is the antithesis of the curse that God placed upon Adam and Eve. If Abram is obedient, God will multiply his seed and the land will produce for him. God says, go forth from your land and your birthplace and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and those who damn you I will curse and all the clans of the earth through you shall be blessed. Whereas God told Adam and Eve that they were cursed and commanded them to move from everything they loved, so God does the opposite with Abram. If he moves, he will not be cursed, he will be blessed. Abram and Sarai will be blessed by their willingness to move, blessed by their obedience. They will redeem humanity by doing exactly what God asks of them, even to the point of offering up his own son as a sacrifice.
This theme of motion and obedience will echo throughout the rest of the Hebrew scriptures. Follow me, God will say. Do what I command and you will live and the land will produce for you. Your survival rests on your obedience to my commandments and later to my law. Adam and Eve were cursed because they disobeyed and they have had to leave a perfect land that fed them. The only way to return to harmony with the land is by doing the opposite of what they did, by becoming completely and totally obedient to God. The relationship with God becomes one of commander-in-chief and followers. God is pleased not by love or original thought, but simply by obedience. Go, God says, and Abraham did not speak at all. He just packed up his tents, his family and animals and slaves, and he moved. No questions asked. The land clearly here belongs to God, but God will grant someone to live on it and reap of its fruits, but only if that person shows obedience to God. The land will be found and will produce if a person is faithful. The story unfolds between two landmarks, Ur Kasdim, or Ur of the Chaldeans, and the final resting place of Abraham, the cave of Machpelah. Ur Kasdim was a Sumerian city, today is called Tal al Mukayar, and it lies about 200 miles southeast of Baghdad in lower Mesopotamia. The city was excavated between the years 1922 and 1934, and many polytheistic artifacts were discovered. The chief god of the city was Nana, the Sumero Akkadian moon god. Abram was clearly leaving polytheism and to practice monotheism. He was not just leaving a place, he was leaving a religion and a practice of worship. He was leaving behind all the gods of the city in which he dwelt. He was forging a new faith in a new land. Moving from a polytheistic faith in, that involved statues and physical manifestations to a monotheistic faith where God cannot be seen is a neurological leap. It is truly stepping into the unknown. Abram had nothing that he could see or touch to worship. He believed in a God who literally was invisible to him. When Abram migrated, he first went to Haran around 2000 BC. Haran was located in upper Mesopotamia between the Tigris and Euphrates rivers. So God sent him back to what had been Eden. Mari tablets were found there and they mention Hapiru or Hebrews and even Banu Yamina or Benjaminites. The Bible does not tell us how Abram traveled from Ur to Haran, but we do know that Abram was 75 years old when he began to move again. The scripture read, reads that Adam pulled up his stakes. The verb for the journey also reflects the nomadic life, a pulling up of tent stakes so that they could move and put those tent stakes down somewhere else. Abram and Sarai would live in tents for the majority of their lives. They were nomads. Once they left Ur, they became wanderers for the rest of their lives. When God commanded, Abram moved and his entire entourage with him. He was a man of movement, a man who was not afraid to embrace change. The only thing that never seems to change in Abram's life is his fidelity to God. Abram steps out into the unknown in faith and becomes an archetype for us. For each and every one of us will have to step into the unknown with only God as our companion. 
If this kind of radical change does not occur in our lifetimes, it will certainly occur with our death. Just last night I had dinner with two of my favorite people, John and Muffet Course. They are both in their 90s. We spoke of dying with frankness and honesty. They want to continue to enjoy this life, but at some point God will ask them to leave this place and take a journey into an unknown with only God to guide them. How will they respond? Will they go kicking and screaming and clinging to life? Will they allow themselves to go? It is the ultimate journey, and we all must take it. Abram knew that his relationship with God was paramount. There was no other relationship as essential. Even if he died in the desert, if he was united with God, all would be well. It is not change that should frighten us, but rather estrangement from the Holy One, who is eternally changing and growing and calling us to grow and change. Abram knew this in his bones, and in this way, he had a stability that most people never know. Questions to ponder. When have you stepped out in faith? How do you feel that your relationship with God is linked to the earth?